Hello! Welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture biology podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery. And today is Earth Day, if you're listening to this on launch. So we celebrate it by watching Fern Gully. Oh boy. <laughs> don't worry. We watched it so you don't have to. Exactly. Oh my goodness oh, gracious. Man. Um yeah, it uh does not hold up. Nope. Although the animation is good. Yeah. And the Robin Williams is delightful. Well, yes. That's very true. Which is one of yes. the weirdest things about this movie is that the cast is kind of insane. The cast is ridiculous. So it came out in April 1992. The cast is Robin Williams, Tim Curry, Tone Loke. Um, okay, I just closed the Christian window. Christian Slater. Yep. Uh, um, Samantha Mathis. Cheech and Chong. Yep. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Cast. And, like, they moved it, they moved the release date so that it wouldn't coincide with Beauty and the Beast. They pushed mm. it, but it came out, like, six months before Aladdin. Yeah. Um, so it's just such a weird year for animated Robin Williams movies. And Apparently. also, like, I don't know when American Tale 2 came out, because Tim Curry was in that, I think. Or maybe John, that was yeah. John Cleese. Can't remember. I don't remember. American <laughs> Tale, also not good. Guys, don't watch it. Some movies from your childhood are great. Some are less great. Less so. And this is one of them. Mm-hmm. So we figured instead of really hashing up the plot, because it would just turn into a giant rant and nobody really enjoys that, um, we would just talk about some of the biology stuff that we noticed in the movie and um, try to do a little uh, rainforest education session. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Lynn, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll just say for one plot re- uh, recap, if you're wondering, it's basically Avatar, mm, but yes. tw- 20 years before Avatar came out, with less good special effects. It's animated, so it doesn't have special effects, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But with fairies, as opposed to which McCombs. Blew really anything in Avatar? I can't remember. I watched yeah. it once, and it immediately left my brain. Yeah, never watched it. Um, yeah. Anyway, yes, rainforests. They're important. I did not look up the definition of a rainforest, which would have been good planning, but, you know, it's um, a certain amount of rain. Uh, It has nothing to do with the types of trees. What you think of as a rainforest is probably the Amazon rainforest, big, big, leafy uh, trees and lots and lots of life living in them, but there's rainforests all over the place, including Australia, where this was based, which is strange because nobody had uh, Australian accents, uh, as well as right here in British Columbia, if you live here, um, the Great Bear Rainforest, we everywhere in BC gets a lot of rain, but uh, that there's an actual rainforest here as well. Um, so in the '90s, '80s, and '90s, rainforest conservation was a really big deal. Deforestation of rainforests, especially the Amazon, was really coming to light, and it was a big thing. It was the rise of all of the environmental stuff, like not just rainforest, but you know, like tuna and dolphin bycatch and all of this kind of stuff was really big. 
at least in my memory. I know that Dawn from the Babysitter's Club was really concerned about it at this time, so <laughs> that's how I measured time and yeah. uh, news, but from and my youth. So In 19, around 1992, because I was in like grade five-ish, um, a bunch of friends from my elementary school, we joined. The body shop had a way that you could like mm, make mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a kid's environmental club i think it was like the body shop in wwf i have vague vague recollections yeah of me it. too well just because um, the body shop had really good shirts yeah you yeah you get these shirts and like we made posters and we i don't know like presented at the teacher's meeting i don't remember anyways it was like that awakening of conservation stuff yeah and maybe that was just partly the age that we were, mm-hmm. but it seemed like a lot was changing. Yeah, I think it was like a lot to do with just like everything. We were the perfect people. We were lived here where conservation is a really big deal in Vancouver and mm-hmm. BC. And it was, yeah, it was like just coming to light and we were eight and 10. And yeah. it was just everything was just like primed for us to take over and save the world, which, you know, we're working on it. But very slowly. Yeah. We're trying. Complicated problem. (laughs) Yeah. It's harder than we thought it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so at least on the Amazon, deforestation has slowed slightly since the 90s. Uh, It's still obviously a problem. It's still happening. It's one of those things just because you don't hear about it anymore doesn't mean it's not happening. Like a lot of problems worldwide environmentally. Um, as well, the Daintree Rainforest, which this is probably based on, it just says Australian Rainforest, but the, the Daintree is the biggest one, is also threatened by climate change and uh, private landowners creating corridors through the rainforest, which decreases the survival chances of threatened plants and animals because they can't get to where they need to be and um, to eat and also to reproduce. If you want to know more about animal corridors, I suggest you go back to listen to our Pluey Wolves episode. Mm, indeed. <laughs> animal corridors are important everywhere. Indeed. Um, yeah, Sarah, do you want to t- tell us a little bit about some of the animals we found in this movie that were actually probably some of the most correct parts of this movie? Yeah, the animal representation, like the way that they drew the animals were relatively accurate so the first like really remarkable ones that i noticed were cassowary and so cassowary are very large flightless birds um they're not quite the largest flightless bird but they're pretty big and pretty scary um they have these big crests on their head called a cask which is made of keratin like your fingernails and it's covered in skin their feet are gigantic and they have three huge claws on them and when um to protect themselves they will kick and basically like eviscerate whatever they are kicking um like known to do like humans cattle etc um the cask has a bunch of um potential purposes but they're not very well studied uh so they could be like for protecting their head when they're poking around in the undergrowth um which seems dubious a secondary sexual characteristic which seems pretty likely uh so for protection when battling other um individuals and to help with hearing, apparently, like it's a sort of acoustic chamber in there, so they could help them with hear, hear with hearing. And the one that I thought was coolest was for serving a cooling or a temperature regulation function, um, because yeah, there's dinosaurs that had big crests, and that's what they think they use them for. But like I said, cassowary is not super well studied because there's not a ton of them, and they're only found in uh, 
New Guinea and northern northeastern Australia. So they're pretty um, pretty rare. Um, and also, and, yeah, they're terrifying and will kill you. Yeah. Yes, deadly. Uh, so um, we are big fans of this great song. Uh, that we will link in the show notes because it's amazing. And what's it called, Lindsay? Uh, come to Australia, you might accidentally get killed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a comedy song, but, yeah, but um, it's true. <laughs> it's it's moderately true. Although yeah. we both went to Australia, I've been twice, and, and we're not we're okay. Um, yes, very uh, minimally injured. Um, just like the normal yeah. normal things you would expect. Um, yeah, no, like I've been way more injured in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but hold on, lost my train of thought. Oh, um, in the song, the things that you would find uh, interesting, which uh, the cliched things that you think that are going to kill you in Australia, are not the actual problems. Yeah. Um, cassowaries, like nobody's heard of a cassowary. Uh, we'll put a picture up at some point on uh, social. Um, and then like these super teeny tiny jellies that you can't see. But if you're yeah. just in the ocean at certain times of the year, they could sting you and then you die. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, sharks and spiders are like, dangerous. More spiders than sharks. Um, yeah. All, all the time. And not all spiders, of course, either. See our Spider-Man episode and our Jaws episode or the Meg episode <laughs> to learn more about that. Um, but, yeah, like, the things that you think that are going to kill you in Australia are really not the problem. Um, yeah. It's the other stuff. Like, if a kangaroo hits your car... Uh, yeah, or if you hit a kangaroo in your car, yeah, 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 your car is you're like there's a good chance you're going to be seriously injured. It's like if, if you yeah. hit a moose, in yeah, Canada. they're slightly smaller than moose, but not that much. Yeah, and there's more of them. Like the big males. There's yeah, so many kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, like so like many. I think kangaroo meat is like one of the most sustainable meats in the world, or something well, ridiculous. Especially because they're acclimated to um, low water conditions, right? Because Australia has been in off and on drought for forever ever um and it's obviously worse now but um yeah like so kangaroos um the food that they eat doesn't need a lot of water to grow and yeah so kangaroos rad everybody likes kangaroos um also on the subject of things that uh, probably couldn't kill you but could kill other mammals did you know that platypus have venomous spurs I don't think I did <laughs> But it doesn't surprise me because platypuses have everything. Yes. Platypus are insane. There are briefly platypus in this movie. Um, I'm a big platypus fan mm-hmm. um, because they're very cute. Way smaller than you think they are. Yes, they are not the like, size of a beaver. No, no. They're like maybe a foot long, including yeah. their tail and their snout and their nose. And like everything. they're probably the size of this laptop I'm sitting with right now. Yeah, maybe. Like lengthwise. Yeah, lengthwise. Yeah. Um, so the... So platypuses are one of the only um, egg-laying mammals, uh, or monotremes. Um, platypus hatch from eggs, and uh, it's pretty crazy. But platypus uh, males have these spurs uh, near their front um, forelimbs, and these spurs they thought are for competing with other males for mates. So um, the venom in those spurs are only active during breeding season. So, yeah. Oh, so crazy. Cute, crazy platypus. Mm-hmm. They'll get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you like, <laughs> it would be really hard because you got to get close to one, which you won't because you won't. they're small and they're in the water. And so they will swim away. 
Very fast. Yeah. Oh, they're so yeah. adorable. They're so tiny. Where did you see them in Australia? We were up in uh, the Daintree. Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. When we, uh, I went up there before you got there. We went to Mm -hmm. Cape Trib and Cape Tribulation. And I think it was the Daintree. If we were near a place that starts with an A, but I have no idea what it was. Yeah. Um, That's the Daintree up there. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we saw when it was like this, there, you know, it was, it was a wild one, but there was a sign like, if you stand here, you might see one. And like, we saw it and and I was like, what? <laughs> what is that? Like a so baby? Fun. Um yeah. and then I think they were at the Sydney Aquarium. Yeah, I saw them at an aquarium. Um I think the Sydney and maybe also the Adelaide Zoo. Oh yeah, we went to the Adelaide Zoo and then I also went to the National Zoo in Canberra. Oh yeah. So, I too. PS they have a liger or Tigon, or they did yeah. in two thousand seven. Tigon's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> tangent distraction. Platypuses are um, awesome. Um, marsup- are marsupials, awesome. monotremes, all those crazy Australian things. Crazy, crazy um, yeah. So, um, uh, like we said before, Robin Williams potentially the best part of this movie, probably ninety eight percent. He plays a bat mm-hmm. who uh, had recently escaped from um, animal. Like scientific research trials with the so craziest has, radio tracker shaped thing yeah. on his head. Yeah, has like a crazy antenna radio tracker thing. I don't know. I in first year biology, I think we got to do a little um, mini project one day with um, another labs or like a like my TA's buddies um, hibernating squirrels. And so they had like equally crazy looking like implanty things because they were trying to study the brain waves of hibernating oh. squirrels. So yeah, like that, it didn't look like it looked pretty realistic to me. Like it's crazy looking, but yes, yeah, probably actual. Um, so Robin Williams plays a fruit bat um, who sings an amazing song, and he has a really big nose, which is um, kind of like how. Some animals have big ears to help them hear. Uh, Fruit bats are big on their sense of smell. Uh, They also can use echolocation, uh, like all bats or most bats. Um, But fruit doesn't fly around and move, so they use their sense of smell more than uh, (laughs) (laughs) their echolocation. Um, And and I'm also a huge fan of bats, not just this particular bat. Um, I used to look after hundreds of bats, and um, they're pretty amazing. Uh, fruit bats are really important pollinators, so they are um, helping our food systems and also forests and stuff to thrive. And uh, insectivorous bats are pretty key pest control. Like, think about yeah. how many mosquitoes you have near your house. And um, the little bats that we have here in British Columbia weigh about eight grams, roughly, and eat like a third of their body weight in mostly mosquitoes every night in the summer. So yeah. think about how many more mosquitoes there would be if you didn't have bats. And the day that we're recording this is International Bat Appreciation Day. Hooray! I don't know if it's international, but it's Bat Appreciation uh, I'm Day. saying it's international. Hooray for bats! Yes. They're, Yay, bats. they're great. They're, they're, yeah, I love bats. Um, so uncharacteristically for us, um, we're now going to talk about land plants. <laughs> I know. So neither of us are super expert on land plants, but uh, we know some things. So first one that we saw are frangipanis. And the way reason this one is 
very noticeable to us is because we have a funny uh, Frangipani friend story. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, a little bit about Frangipani. So Frangipani is uh, trees with the genus Plumeria. So they're flowering trees, and their flowers are these really bright, showy, um, glossy-leaved uh, flowers. They can sort of be creamy colors to red, and they're really beautiful, and they smell really nice. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay's going to share our funny story. Um, funny. Well, yeah, when it's funny for us, because it's one of those stories. Um, when we were in Australia in 2007... We lived in Cairns for a long time. I think, yeah, we talked about this uh, in CSI because that's, that's what we did yeah. was watch CSI. <laughs> um, and there was like a, you know, like a gift store around that we went to shop in at the mall because the mall was the only air conditioned place in the city. Um, <laughs> sorry, not city, tiny town. Um, <laughs> and they had fake frangipanis. They were really nice. Um, they were great colors. Like there was great frangipanis all over the place, but similarly to magnolias, they, um, they drop their petals really fast. So you got to catch them on a good day. And then they're just like all over the ground and very mushy. Like anyone would know what that's like during cherry blossom season in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, so we bought some fake frangipanis. Was it you or was it with my other friend? Or did she? It was with Liz. And then she told somebody? Or I don't remember that. Or like, I don't know how it came to be. I think she was talking about it to a bunch of people that she, like, this store in the mall had these really great fake frangipanis. And they were, like, nice. Like, I ended up uh, later after this mailing some home to my granny because she loves flowers. And, like, they would fit in a normal letter envelope. So they were, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Little, like... Yeah, I think things. I sent some home, too. I don't know. I still have yeah. mine. So, so yeah. So she was telling all these people about the fake, fake frangipanis. And somehow this got misheard into... Fake French panties. Yes. <laughs> so now... That's what we call them. French panties are French panties. Yep. And that's what we refer to them for the rest of our trip and, you know, for the last and 11 years, 12 years. The rest of time. Whew. I Yeah, I have one of mine. They, I mean, they, they're still doing all right, but mine have been through a few moves and mm-hmm. squashed in things and stuff, so they're not looking as good. But I still have them kicking around. If There's one on my windowsill right now, and it makes me laugh every time I see yeah. it. Yeah, I have mine up. Um, and they're great. Um, they yeah. last a really long time. Um, (laughs) so that was a pretty (laughs) random side note, but anyway. Anything about the biology of frangipanis, but you know, whatever. Um, so last up, uh, one thing that was super well done in this movie and is also like a main thing in most rainforests, at least all the rainforests that I know, is that, um, plants need sunshine and to get to the sunshine, you gotta be tall or... Or, or, you got to grow up something that's tall. So in uh, Fern Gully, there's a main plot point that all these, like, vines and other plants and stuff start growing up living and dead uh, trees. And um, so I thought I'd talk a little bit about all the different ways and, like, ways that other plants grow on plants, (laughs) if that makes any sense. So the one that you might have seen because they're pretty common um, house plants are uh, epiphytes. So they're plants that can grow not in soil, just grow right in like the nook of a tree or like right on the bark, depending on the kind of tree. So these epiphytes um, can make good house plants because like they don't need a big pot. They don't really need a lot of soil. They sort of just need humidity 
and then they grow. Um, and then another example are lianas, which are woody vines that are rooted in the soil and then use the tree as like a trellis to grow up so that the leaves on the vine or the um, liana can get up to the sunlight uh, up in the canopy. Um, so, and those lianas and epiphytes generally don't have any harmful effect on the tree um, because they're just sort of covering the barky part of the tree. They're pretty in, non-invasive um, overall. Um, then another example are strangler figs. So they're not always figs, but they're usually viney things. And these ones uh, tend to envelop or fully take over a tree. Um, they don't always kill the tree. Sometimes there's thoughts that they can help protect the tree from like big storms and stuff. But mostly they strangle and kill the tree. And then they will keep growing on the dead tree to like get higher and higher, um, which is I don't know, it seems like, well, eventually you're not going to um, have a tree underneath mm-hmm. you, but I guess if the if the vine is sturdy enough underneath, then it can just be self-supporting. Yeah, that's kind of what happened and in this movie. I think that one. Basically, yeah. basically. And then the last one is nurse trees, which is a little different because the nurse trees is more about um, like recycling a fallen tree back into new plants. So these nurse trees usually like fallen on the ground um, and then other plants start like colonizing the tree and decomposing it and there's lots of like fungus and bacteria and small plants lichens and mosses and stuff and then other bigger plants start growing into this dead tree and then the tree becomes the soil and then it becomes new plants no because seeds are most important that's what we learned from this movie yes Uh, seeds very important yeah yes and did we learn anything else from this movie no it's so weird and overly sexual in places and yes like the animation like they obviously had some people do some and some people do others and it's like not even it wasn't good matching and like they so there was a big logging plot like the logging people were meant to be the bad guys but then the logging thing got taken over by like an evil tree spirit Mm -hmm. and like that was Tim Curry, so that part was good, but, like, kind of diluted the whole environmental told, message. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's not the people that are being bad to the rainforest. It's the people under the influence of the evil tree spirit. Yeah. So. I don't know. It was weird. It was it very, was weird. very weird. And. But. Yeah. Because you're on our podcast, we're going to leave you with a little uh, what you can do to help your favorite rainforest. Yeah, yeah. So, um, as I said before. Uh, we have a rainforest right here in BC if you live here. If you live in Canada, we have lots of trees, which you know already. Um, and Tree Canada is a great place uh, for resources to learn more about that. And uh, we'll put a link in the show notes because you can also donate to them. Um, and what you can do is there's lots of different ways to donate, but you can buy trees. Like, mm. buy, like donate $10 to get people to plant 10 trees. And you can do that in people's names. It's a great gift. Um, I like to use it for, uh, special occasions such as one coming up soon, like Mother's Day or Father's Day, Mm -hmm. birthdays for people far away. It's a really easy thing to do. And then they just get an email saying, so-and-so donated, uh, 10 trees will be planted in your name. Um, and you can pick the spot, like when there was the really bad fires last year, the year before, Mm -hmm. the year before that, you know, all the fires, all the fires. Um, you could do special ones, like you could plant trees there, but other than that, you can also plant trees wherever you, like, there's options in all of Canada. Mm-hmm. So that's a really great thing to do if you can't go plant a tree yourself right now. Um, also, if you're listening to this early on Earth Day, 
I don't know if they still do it, but for most of my life, if you bring a mug to Starbucks on Earth Day, they'll give you free coffee. Just Yay! just drip, but yeah. yeah. So but, like you should you should take your mug to Starbucks all the all time. time. Just on Earth but Day. it's a great but incentive. It, yeah, it's a good incentive to get into that habit. So. Yeah. Um, and so I'll leave you with this note, which you'll have already seen if you're on our social media today. Keep the earth clean. It's not Uranus. <laughs> Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> no, but for reals, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast by searching for Nature Finds a Way on your favorite podcasting app. <laughs> or you can check us out on social media at Nature Finds a Pod. Uh, or check out our website, naturefindsapod.com. We're also uh, on Spotify now. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. So exciting. Mm -hmm. So exciting. And if you want to hear more of us be ridiculous, but slightly more professional, mm -hmm. uh, we have a brand new podcast coming out in two days, if you're listening to this on Earth Day. On April 24th, we are launching the Whale Tales podcast uh, with our third best friend, which we've talked about before, uh, Nicole. And you've heard about Whale Tales before. And we're super excited for this new podcast to talk about whales and things you can do and stories and fun flipper facts and basically just more nerding out, but specifically about cetaceans. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Less pop culture, more whales. Yep. It's at Whale Tales Podcast. So you can search for that on even more different podcasting apps. Exactly. Than this one's yep. available on. Mm -hmm. All Yay. right. Yay. Okay. <laughs> For real this time. <laughs> For real this time. We're actually leaving. Bye-bye. Yeah.